Welcome to Find Your Light, the podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nikita. We created this podcast to shed light, love, and healing along our individual and shared journeys. Welcome to episode Find Your Optimism. Um, in this episode, we'll explore reframing, reframing our thinking, conquering negativity, and exploring possibilities. Yeah. So, um, as always, we start each episode with an intention that is going to guide our discussion and guide our, th- and guide our thoughts. Um, so this week's intention is to get out of your own way. Awesome, um, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think that um, I have been thinking a lot around um, life's events and things of that nature. And I found this quote, and, and it's really um, stuck with me and, and just stands out. And so uh, Marcus um, Aurelius says, you have the power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find your strength. That's and true of people too. <laughs> so true, like, and that has been kind of what I, what I've used to help guide where I am in this in this interesting stage in life, and and because um, I don't have any power around what you're gonna do or anything else that's happening, but I do have power over my own mind and where I allow my thoughts to go. Only how we react to it. I mean, obviously, COVID has definitely showed us that, right? We don't yeah. have any. <laughs> um, and some people have definitely made, and we spoke about this a little in our some earlier episodes, mm-hmm. but. Some people have started businesses, some people have did that, and then other people have just, you know, some people are talking about the pounds they gained and other things that have happened that have not been so favorable in their life um, that, you know, are a reaction of this, so. Yeah, and I think that, you know, life circumstances or any of life events, um, it's easy for us to dwell in the negative, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a choice that, that we, can, we can find our optimism and that is where we choose to reside. Yeah. So since we're speaking of optimism, let's kind of go and kind of define, you know, have a working definition. And we've chose hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. Um, optimism is not blindly going against the facts that are present. It's not being naive to life's circumstances. It's yeah. not thinking there's rainbows at the end of shit necessarily. But. <laughs> I mean, I think that like I, I do, I do like this this definition of um, optimism is that like hopefulness and even confidence that that you know about the success of an outcome of something that like I know things are gonna work out. I may not know all of the details right now, and I don't even need to know all the details yeah. right now. But I do know that things are going to work out. Whereas opposed to, I think that lots of times um, people kind of have this optimism, and it's you know, completely ignoring whatever the facts are in that moment. It's like, yo, like, this is not going to happen. Look at all of these things around, and, you know, people are, you know, people still may be going along with a business plan that has failed or whatever yeah. out of optimism. And so I think there's a fine line um, between it, but I'll say that choosing optimism for me has always been a, has served me well. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of it, you know, it can be faith, it can be, you know, whatever we want to attach to it, just believing that, that things are going to work out. And and even if they don't work out how I intended for them to, when I look back, they've always worked out for my good. Yeah. And so when I think of, like, you know, I can't look at any situation in my life, and even the times I've, I've been upset, I remember, you know, this is a sidebar, I used to be really upset, you know, at my parents, and I was raised by my grandparents and all of this, but when I look back at my life, like, it turned out, like, like I've turned out much better than I could have anticipated. And so that's a really deep example. But, you know, thinking in other ways, like the things that I was really, really stressed out about last week and I look back a week later or two months later, I'm like, wow, like 
like it worked out. It may, maybe not how I envisioned, but it's always worked out. And so I, I wrote this affirmation earlier this year and I tend to keep going back to it because I think it speaks to like that optimism um, and it's my faith in my faith in the good things is greater than my fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know what's out there, but it's all right because I know that good things are coming to me. Yeah, yeah. I think I can echo that and say that I want to say probably as a child, I was very optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think life happened, things happened in life, and that kind of allowed me to wallow in pessimism and, mm-hmm. and sit in there. Um, and so I will use the example of um, having a partner who is, pr- and I speak <laughs> to him a lot, but I think that he's pretty optimist, uh, pretty much an optimist, and, and always trying to turn things towards a positive note. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, before I was, I started the program I'm in now uh, um, for this master's degree, uh, he kind of reminded me to like just apply for it, even if even if I had a conversation and someone kind of t- talked me out of it, and I was thinking like, oh, it's oh, it's another three years of my life, or it's this or it's that. But then um, realizing that like I went through this process of applying, I went through the process of yeah. interviewing all this stuff, and the outcome was out of the people who applied, I was you know out of I was thirty, you know, one of thirty chosen and things of that nature, and it's Blessings. like. And it's like, you know, if I hadn't, if I hadn't adopted optimism mm-hmm. in that time mm. and just belief in self and um, believing that, you know, whatever happens kind of happens, you know, if nothing else happens, like changing the narrative and say nothing else, I did, I went through the process, you know, right. like, and I, right. and I put, you know, what do they say? You, you only miss the chances you don't take or the, mm-hmm. the shoot, the shots you don't shoot. Yeah. yeah. Shots you meant it. Yeah. I, you were speaking about that and I was thinking just like optimism and action. And a lot of times people are like, well, what does optimism look like? Mm-hmm. And I remember this clip. It was like like this clip of Oprah in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Oprah's doing this interview. And he and, and the interviewer is like, you know, your show is just starting out. Like, are you nervous? Oh, yeah, it'll yeah, do yeah, well. She's that. like, it'll do well. Yeah. And he's like, and what if it doesn't? She's like, I'll, I'll still be fine. Yeah. She's like, who I am and my, my, my identity is not tied to this. Like, yeah. I'll still be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's optimism. Like, you know, Oprah didn't know at that in that moment that you know, twenty years later, thirty years later, her show would end up being all of that it was, and she wasn't concerned about that. Yeah. Like, cause whatever life brings, like, it's gonna turn out fine. Yeah. Um, and that's again not like blindly going into it, but like that is like I think optimism has this component of realism. Yeah. Whereas like whereas just being naive or just you know hopefully wishing um, may be a little different. Um, because again, you are able to see like I've laid the foundation, I've done my part, and I know that everything else is going to work out. Again, even if it doesn't work out how you intended, even yeah. if that in that master's program, if that wasn't the master's program you were supposed to be in, there would have been another. There yeah, would yeah. have been a door that opened. Yeah. So things always work out. Like you always end up um, where you're supposed to be. And and I and I I I choose optimism in that way. And so I think a lot of times people are like, well. Um, I see, I, I, I've spoken with people and I even have friends who are like, optimism is just not in their toolbox. Like, mm. they they don't know anything about, like, how to get out of that negative cycle that's, like, playing in your mind of all of the things that could go wrong or how all of the things went wrong in the past. Yeah. And you can't dwell on, you can't get over, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And so I think of, like, the people who... Um, lock their keys in the car at the beginning of the day. Yeah. And then the rest of the day is ruined yeah. because of that one little five minute thing and, and you know, whatever. And so I think that like optimism um, can be learned because it's a skill. 
And so um, there's a psychologist named Mark um, Seligman who um, has done a book and who wrote a book uh, on learned optimism um, and several TED Talks and several other videos and, and inspired several other researchers and studies. But in his research, he says that opti optimists are higher achievers and they have a better overall health. Whereas like pessimists, he says it's much more common, but pessimists are more likely to give up in the face of adversity or suffer from depression. Yeah. And so again, when you think about that, like, well, naturally you're a pessimist or even you come from a family where like pessimism is is the, the more prevalent, you know, of the two, um, you know, this, this psychologist and in his book, he says that um, pessimists can learn to be optimists um, by thinking about their reactions to adversity in a new way. Yeah, it's like kicking out of, I think when I think of pessimism, I think of kicking out possibilities before you even like explore them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, like not even exploring the possibilities. Yeah, I, going going back to that intention, get out of your own way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we can. Oh no, that won't work because last time it did. Well, well, now you know something different. But now, and yeah, you can you can dwell on that. Like you're kicking out. You don't see any possibility that could work out in your favor. And to your and to your point in regards to learned almost um, pessimism, um, like if it's if it's what we were surrounded with. Mm -hmm. And what we were kind of, what's now ingrained or what becomes second nature, doesn't that also tell us that we can then learn optimism and we can change that and kind of reframe that, right? Like we can, yeah. uh, we start to, like you said, it's not in my toolbox, but maybe the next person, maybe a close friend uses it and how, how do they do? Ask them how do they reframe, mm -hmm. you know, their mind or uh, their outlook on something or whatever. But definitely if the, if the opposite is uh, nurtured, Mm -hmm. Can't we be nurtured into optimism as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, so this psychologist, again, he says that um, pessimists can learn to be optimists by thinking about their reactions to adversity in a new way. Um, so then again, um, if you have um, optimism that has, that has now grown from pessimism, that is learned optimism. Mm -hmm. You have now added that tool into your toolbox. Awesome. And so again, I think that like optimist outlook on failure can be like, well, what happened in this situation was not personal and it was just a setback. Mm -hmm. um, and it was not per permanent. Whereas I think lots of times pessimists will see it as, well, what happened here was totally personal and it's totally permanent and there's no way of fixing or undoing things. And yeah. I think again, like you learn those, like I think children can come with oh I made a mistake and I and and based on whomever they've gone to that trusted individual mm -hmm. how they respond totally begins to program their mind into what they see as possibilities yeah and so out of um, the concept of learned optimism Mark Seligman he also came up with a technique and this version is kind of this is a shortened version but the ABC technique and so um, in short when we encounter adversity um, the which is the A, um, it's so uh, the ABC technique um, or an activating event. Um, then it's kind of how we uh, act on it, and then how we react to it, and then the next point is how we then start to believe. So right. say as you spoke to somebody locking their keys in the car, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How they react if they get upset, if they get flustered, if they if they have a mindset of the day's ruined. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, you know, oh shit, the rest of the day is gone. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the day is going to be gone as you move through that. And that's your gonna that's gonna now be your belief system. And then the C, 
which is consequences, is going to be everybody you encounter, you're probably already in a bad mood. So every th- the consequences, you're going to yeah. have negative interactions. You probably have a bad work day. Anything that's asked of you, you're going to have an attitude about mm-hmm. You might be defensive and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I even think like you, 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 you're in a bad mood. But even like that adversity, like you lock your keys in the car. Now you're like, damn, I can't do anything right. Mm. So now you go through the, th- go through the work day thinking that you can't do anything right. Mm. So now when you're in a meeting and they're calling for people to join in on a project, yeah. you now have this lower self-belief in yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. and this self-esteem that I can't do anything right, so I don't even want to touch that. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to thinking, you know what, I like I like my keys in my car, you know, I'm going to figure that out, and I have the opportunity to turn my day around. Because the reality is you probably got triple A or something that's going to come and mm-hmm. unlock the damn thing. You got a spare in the house yeah. or somebody that, you know, whatever it is, you know, that's not a, it's not a life altering or permanent event. Unfortunately, we let that, that thought in that moment overshadow like the reality and kind of clog our, our kind of like cloud our brain. So we can't even think about the, the, mm-hmm. the reality. Like, as you said, oh, you have a spare and your, your, your partner's at home, your wife, your husband, whatever, or whatever have you, right? right. Um, however that looks for you. So we let it cloud our judgment, and then that's how we carry out the rest of the day. When do you think you first learned optimism? I think optimism, I first probably learned optimism in, like, elementary school mm-hmm. when they were telling you you could be whatever you wanted to be. Mm. Right. That was kind of my first because if I would have just stuck to what was in my household of the complaining, nagging or the negativity a lot of times or the world, what was me or the world is against us or blah, 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 then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had that thought. But as soon as I started, um, I would say hearing that and then started exploring uh, reading books and exploring people who achieve things from similar backgrounds, that's when optimism kind of came as a reality to me, right? Like if yeah, you looked at a yeah. if you looked at a certain person, like I remember reading um about different poets or people that I admired or whomever it really it could have been a at that time it could have been a, a rapper or something. When I started to read and really um put that to it, I added that. Like, oh well this person talked about giving back to their community or they were from this kind of community and that's the kind of community I'm from. Oh, you can be. Yeah, so that's kind of yeah. like that Seeing gave the possibility me yeah. of what could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I, I was thinking about it just now, and and I, I have my grandmother to think, to think mm. in ways of, you know, oh, there was, you know, something going on in school, or there was this scholarship, or there was this, or there was that, and, you know, in all of the ways, well, I don't meet the qualifications. I don't think she, there was never a time she's like, yeah, baby, you don't, that's all right. Better, better. Like, it was always like, no, you put your name in, you, you put your best foot forward, you never know what God has for you on mm-hmm. the other side. And so, like... And I, I think, like, I, I, I hear her mind all the time. You do your part. God is going to do his, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and so I... God got you. Yeah. yeah. And, and and even if that wasn't for me in those moments or whatever, you know, I put my best foot forward and it didn't work out, you know, something else always did. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that a lot of... Even in the times, like, my grandmother didn't even allow us to, like, speak negatively about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, no, I'm so stupid. No, 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 no. You know, it was a very much, like, and, and I'm thinking about it now, and I don't think that I've ever, like, thought about it in that yeah, way. Yeah. And it's just, like, <laughs> I think that she never allowed us to, or she gave us the tools where we didn't dwell in, even in our shortcomings and our missteps. Yeah, yeah. 
that that was, uh, you know what, that's all right. You know, you dust stuff off, you say a prayer about it, and you you keep on going. It yeah. was like she never allowed us to, like like myself, my sisters, or anyone in my family to sit in wherever we were. Yeah, it was always forward thinking and how do we bounce back? How do we recover? Or what do we learn from whatever this is? It sounds like, for me, it sounds like optimism is aligned with faith. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's faith-based. <laughs> yeah, right. And when you speak from that point and you, you you bring that up, I think I also think that was a reiteration of optimism for me. I also heard it was always associated with God, a scripture mm-hmm. or something, but mm-hmm. I also heard that um, a lot from my grandmother when I would go visit my grandmother and she, you know, if something would be going on, she would always also say things in regards to basically like, you know, like God's going to, it's going to mm-hmm. be taken care of. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, or the term where there's a will, there's a way. Like mm-hmm. things and sayings like yeah. that. Like, and those kind of things came. So now that you brought that up, that does resonate in another place where that kind of showed Shout up. Shout out to the grandmother. <laughs> yes. Shout out to a praying grandmother. Because yes. that's, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's oof, okay. All right, that was a all right. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, Granny. So, uh, let's kind of discuss or kind of like, uh, what are some, I guess, characteristics or some things um, that kind of differentiate optimisms and pessimist, you know, pe- optimists and pessimists, um, in regards to um, how would they react in certain situations. So you know, we spoke to. You know, just the the car incident with the keys in regards mm-hmm. to just saying, hey, just stopping in that moment, like, oh, you know, like, I can call AAA or, or mm-hmm. I got spare keys at home. Like, you know, I made a mistake. It's fine. We'll get over it. And then so you get to roll through the punches. You get to roll through adversity. So that was a, that's a good example of how you yeah. how an optimist would obviously and a pessimist would just let it ruin it, their day. Yeah. I mean, I think there are like several characteristics of of someone that that is a pessimist and i think we all maybe have been this person or or have seen someone encountered someone that that does do this in a way of like you know say you're having a bad day at work and someone is coming to ask you for help about something and you're like you know for whatever whatever it is like you're not able to help them and whatever so then that pessimist is then going to go home and reflect like you know what I shouldn't be friends with anybody at work anymore because I'm a terrible coworker. I'm a terrible mm. friend. Like I'm not. I can't help anybody ever again. Um, whereas I think, and yeah, and so again, that's just now you've taken this one little isolated incident and applied it for the rest of eternity. Or, yeah, or examples are when you are reprimanded, or if you did a misstep at work, mm-hmm. and although you could have did a week worth of great work. Uh, got praises on things, got things in early, whatever, that one thing will then play into your mind and you can sometimes be stuck into that and think that you're incompetent now. Yeah. Even though you've been very competent up until this point mm-hmm. and that you made a misstep mm-hmm. or a mistake or or so the same person could constantly come at you and everybody else's, you know, like, and that person kind of has a problem with everybody, but everyone else doesn't have a problem yeah. with your work, with your work ethic or anything. With And it seems... You know, because there are those things at work where, um, and I think in places such as that, like in our home life or in our work life, where we are up against adversity and we kind of, we almost um, sometimes align ourselves. Like you almost said earlier, Oprah says she didn't really, her identity, identity mm-hmm. her success wasn't totally attached to this, right? Yeah. Whereas 
when we also often are asked now, like, you know, like, what do you do or who are you? We often our our yeah. identity is attached to what we're doing mm-hmm. as a as a as a vocation. Yeah, as something yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, oh, like I'm, yeah. I work in higher education. I do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, like, who, but who are you as a person? Like, okay. what and what do you do? You know, like in the world, how do you yeah. move about the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes we just let those labels or those those roles that we play and the things that happen in those spaces kind of like, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. Um, lead us in that direction. So. Yeah, like that permanent, like you again, you, you start to be attached things to, to that permanence where I think, you know, those who are practicing optimism, because I, I, I'll say, well, we'll get into that in a second. But um, then you say, you know what, this is just today. Yeah. All right, today was an off day. You know, tomorrow will be better or whatever new, it is. New start tomorrow. Yeah. You know, tomorrow is another is another start instead of taking no, taking whatever today's bad news was into the next day. And I think like I, I'll say, I think as a disclaimer, I probably should have said this in the beginning. Um, I think we can all practice optimism. And so I don't want to sit up here and say that, like, I'm always super optimistic because there are some times and they may be like brief moments and I may be able to snap out of it. But there are some times where I just needed to sit in whatever sorrow I was feeling in that moment, um, and then the next day be able to say today is a new day. Oh yeah, I'd be saying fuck today. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> like fuck today. today didn't fuck with me, so yeah. fuck today. Tom- I will start over tomorrow. Better luck tomorrow. Because let me get some ice cream and some Netflix and fuck today. Like let me let me f- sit in this shit and tomorrow's a new day. I will say my my the quickest way to turn turn a bad day around for me is just take a shower. Oh yeah, you like, said that. I, I think that is the, that is a, a restart for me at any yeah. point. So that is my that's my new optimistic outlook. Like this is this is that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next way I think that um, pessimists really kind of deal with their life are they make um, they make universal statements. They yeah. they generalize everything. So again, if um, I don't know, you falling out with a friend or you had you had an argument with a friend. It's like, damn, I can't keep no friend. All my friends hate me because one of you, you done pissed off one of your friends. Yeah. As opposed to saying, you know, being able to take a look back and think that, you know, what are what are the circumstances led up to this event? Yeah. Um, how were you showing up in this space? Now you've made a generalization of who you are and attach your identity to whatever it is um, in a in a blanket statement. Yeah, and and not getting to the specifics of it, not getting mm-hmm. down to the the core of it, because maybe you are, but maybe you are attracting certain people, right? And you're seeing that that constant there, and you're saying, oh, these people, I'm attracting them because of this behavior, of this energy, or whatever, or just like you said, I'm always there for that person, mm-hmm. and when I wasn't there for that person, I realized that they weren't my friend. So that one thing is attributed to this person and their character yeah. and how we how we mm-hmm. our, what our bond was built on what our connection was built on yeah yeah, yeah. and it's I think, I think it's more than not not allowing failure to bleed into failure in one space mm-hmm. to bleed into failure everywhere, everywhere else mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is oh I have one failed relationship I can't jump into another relationship or whatever that is where it's like no like this relationship failed mm-hmm. and I think I see a lot of that um, you know Cardi B just recently announced that that she um, is divorcing offset. you know her offset and people are like ooh like she's a failure like is she a failure yeah. I did this marriage fail yeah and and so again I think that that is and how once we... again that marriage doesn't define her that person exactly. she's married to does not define exactly. her exactly and honestly I think the decision to do it 
shows more character because a lot of people wouldn't want to go through that in such a mm-hmm. public space mm-hmm. in such a right hell even in non-public spaces people don't want to no, go no, through people, it no, like, no, that's, <laughs> what that's what i'm saying i'm saying that's it's amplified for her mm-hmm. oh yeah you know i'm cardi b is cardi b you know like and and she has a song uh, mm-hmm. a large uh, song out now so it's like right it's amplified for her but yeah people don't people stay in relationships for comfortability or just because it's easier because they don't know how to let go mm-hmm. whatever the reason may be and it's hard to do that there so just imagine so i think you know she, she has she has to be optimistic yeah <laughs> right yeah. that's a great example she, she's <laughs> she has to be optimistic but also i think it's very telling when other people aren't optimistic yeah. like people and you now are applying these permanent things to temporary situations yes and and I think that that is where like why has her life failed? Yeah, because and because likely if people are saying that about they're also probably saying that about themselves in lots of different ways. And the people next to them mm-hmm. that ain't yeah. that ain't working out because yeah. in the beginning they didn't they didn't think she should get married in the first place. Okay. So, so you know, <laughs> so then the, I think the court of public opinion. Yeah, they were pessimist in the beginning. So, so pessimism <laughs> pessimism not only bleeds not only runs and wreaks havoc in your own life but it also reaches everywhere else another thing I think or kind of leading into the the next part is just speaking to how pessimist um, and you kind of spoke to this before with the um, the work scenario that mm-hmm. they internalize the blame right they will instead of like um, you know there's there's ways that we either blame someone else all the time or we, you know, or we don't take our ownership and allow that person to take their ownership or mm-hmm. we just internalize it um, as if it's us, as if we we are the only culprit and then that doesn't do anything but eat away at us or mm-hmm. like just eat away at our self-esteem exactly. or um, our image of self and things of that nature. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that, that internalizing things were, were instead of looking at everything else that was going on yeah, at yeah. the same time, like a... And I and I've been there. Like I've been in I've been in spaces and something has failed or at work or this you know didn't work. And I think it's really easy to say, oh my gosh, this is my fault because I suggested we do it this way, this way, this way. Instead of saying, no, look at all of the other things that are going on right now. And I think that like work, like is a perfect example. Like we're in a middle of this. You know, I hate I hate this because people say it all the time. This unprecedented time, at, you know, in our nation and in the world. So. At work, we are constantly trying new things, throwing, th- like, not throwing things out there, but we're trying to do new things to figure out how we reach students, how are we best serving or creating these experiences. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And so I think it, it could be very easy um, if I am leading, you know, this initiative or whatever to say, oh my gosh, I failed at this. Like, I'm too dumb. I should just give up. I don't want to try anything else yeah. again. As opposed to saying, hell, it's it's a damn quarantine. Like, we're... It's a damn pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And all of those factors are playing into... Um, and things are outside of you are outside yeah. of your control. Outside of your control. <laughs> yeah. Right, so get out your own way. Yes. Get, get out your own get way. Get out your own way. So kind of just to recap, um, if we want to kind of talk about just overview, I would say pessimists, they um, assume that bad events and, and things that happen are permanent optimists know that those are in the moment in that time um for pessimists they make um kind of they make universal statements instead of kind of sticking to the facts or the uh the small details and reality of it and then i would say um also then um pessimists just they will when they experience a uh 
a negative event. They internalize it. They keep it for themselves. They they place all the blame on them. When it, whereas an optimist will realize that yes, they might have played a part in it, but you know, there's it takes two to tango. If it's yeah. a, a situation with mm-hmm. two people, or there's other things that you know, they I would for the key example, you can acknowledge that your mind was already focused mm-hmm. on something. You else. already yeah. in a meeting at nine yeah, o'clock. Yeah. That you about so to you actually, so you actually were just forward thinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, forward thinking. So and again, always like you were thinking about each of those things that. The, the making things personal, the, the personalization, the, the generalizing things. Like, it's the ABC. Like, thinking you, we encounter that adversity, um, adversity um, that then creates our belief system mm-hmm. and then the consequences from whatever those beliefs are. So, mm-hmm. again, I think we can all make the choice to practice um, optimism. Mm-hmm. Like, we can practice that. That's a skill that we can actively pursue. So, um, as we wrap up, uh, this week's affirmation, um, again, the intention was to get out of your own way. Um, the affirmation, I'll say it and then we'll say it together. Um, I am open to new perspectives and ways of being. I am open to new perspectives and ways of being. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Find Your Light, the podcast. Our podcast is available everywhere. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss another episode. And connect with us on social media. Tweet with us on Twitter. Um, connect on Facebook. And like our affirmations on Instagram. And always remember, find your light, be a light, and shine your light. Until next time.